there's one more car in your history that has to be revolutionary that really upset matters and they also deemed it uh you couldn't bring that toy to the track anymore the 2j also known as the sucker car can you uh describe the engineering behind it well it was really a pretty logical from our standpoint we'd been developing cars that used uh, vertical aerodynamic forces for control and and uh, performance uh, advantage for several years and and that was a continuing part of our organization at the time, probably one of the few organizations that, that dealt in that. I think we were a bit ahead of the curve, and, and so when they, they said no more uh, wings uh, or no more suspension-rounded rings, no more, uh, no more active wings, we, we thought, well, where, where are we going here? And, and I don't know exactly where the idea came up with, but, but it was, well, what about a hovercraft? If you sucked instead of blowed, <laughs> what would it do? So we, we thought about it, and we did some testing with GM on it. Uh, the R&D outfit at Chevrolet did, uh, did the initial testing because I was busy racing. I was, think I was running the Trans Am Series in and, and with, with Chevrolet, and I didn't have as many people. I didn't have enough, enough time to work on it very much, but they, they, started, uh, they started the project with a development uh, car that uh, it proved it out, so, so we went ahead with it. And, and it uh, again, I, I'm a little disappointed that Chaparral came to the track with something that wasn't too reliable. But in 1970, we decided that if we didn't run the 2J, which had uh, suction vacuum uh, system on it, that uh, created a tremendous amount of downforce. And of course, it does it from the zero speed, so that even the tight corners, uh, you know, you got a lot of speed through the corners. Yes, it was much faster than the competition a couple of seconds at most racetracks when everything was working and uh, i think it immediately caused so so much of a disruption in the whole idea of racing that they just deemed it that it was illegal at the end of that season they weren't going to do that anymore i think for for some pretty good reasons in a way because unlimited use of that you go so fast that the racetracks would be so would be obsolete uh, you know, if you can enter the corner at twice the speed that you were going before, well, the guardrails aren't going to hold up, and the you know the safety aspects of it could be pretty uh, pretty amazing. Absolutely. You know, uh, we're going to talk just a little bit about what actually provided that uh, sucking feature, and those were fan motors from an American military tank. Isn't that correct, uh, how it originally started? Yeah, they were actually cooling fans for, um, I've forgotten the number of the tank, but one of the big tanks that GM built uh, for the military, and they knew that they knew it was an efficient fan, uh, so they, they provided us the information on them, and we, we used two of them, and we powered them with a, uh, because there was no limit on engine size in the Can-Am at that point at all, we, we, we uh, powered them with an auxiliary engine, actually, that just ran all the time. Uh, when you, when you uh, started them up, it ran, say, three-quarters throttle for the whole race. And it ran those fans. And as a matter of fact, if the other engine quit, you could actually drive it back onto the pits as like a jet car. It would, it, it would drive the car along at about 30 miles an hour. So 